0: Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? It is episode number 46 of Brave the Wild, which is available on the thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you that are kind enough to download and listen to this show. Again, a little more sporadic on the release of this show than in the past, partially because of the schedule and all that tougher to get these shows released, but thanks again for bearing with me and for sticking with this show, those of you out there that have, I appreciate it very, very much. Of course, we focus on the Minnesota Wild, we're going (laughs) to pretty much talk about the Minnesota Wild in general as their play of late, about the last month or so, month and a half, shucks, almost two months already, November the 25th, the last release, episode number 45 of Brave the Wild. A very fun show where basically we just, (laughs) again, talk about the Wild in general, the play of the team, uh, the prospects in the Houston Arrows camp, we're going to look at that as well today. Um, The chances of the Wild making the postseason still about the same as they were most of last year, though again, there's more positives to this team than last year, so we're pretty much going to pretty much go with that, (laughs) forgive me for saying that word twice. Yeah, I mean, the Wild pretty much in the same position. Again, as of January the 16th, 2011, that's today's date, officially. Probably the release will be 17th or so, when Dylan Richardson is able to get this thing on iTunes and uh, thesportsstuff.com. Yeah, the Wild, the 10th seed in the Western Conference. The good news is, though, the road record is significantly better than it has been in a long time. They are 11-7-3 on the road. Actually quite impressive, The Wild streaky, definitely streaky this year um, they were kind of streaky last year, but they seem to be streakier than ever I noticed a store, just a stronger they're just a stronger team, I think, overall than last season, yet at the same time how much stronger, kind of hard to say uh, there's a little more depth, of course one of the main reasons the Minnesota Wild are a better team this year than last is the play of Brent Burns I mean, he has been the most viable player on this team thus far this season It's not Martin Havlett or Mikko Koivu, who have 38 points in 44 games apiece. They're almost identical statistically. I mean, Koivu has one more goal than Havlett, and Havlett has one more assist. That's kind of funny. Well, other than, well, of course, tonight, Havlett getting his 11th goal of the year, but that's just another story. Uh, The play of Brent Burns. The emergence of Brent Burns this year, returning to being one of the best defensive in the NHL, and actually probably even better then he was about two years ago. Gosh, it was two years already. Uh, shucks, three years, excuse me. It's been two seasons of struggling for Brent Burns because of concussion symptoms, unfortunately for him. And, of course, post-concussion, you know, he just didn't get his timing back. Something just wasn't right. The whole Jacques Lemaire thing, who knows? You know, Jacques Lemaire, definitely not the kind of coach that's going to make your team... <laughs> Statistics, your your player stats go up. That's for sure. Not that everything's all about stats, but uh, no, the play of this team, you you do see a, You just you do see stronger play of this team for, at times. Uh, the goaltending has been better than last year. There's no doubt. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom having his worst year with the Wild last year. Josh Harding also his worst year with the Wild. Uh, injuries riddled the goalie position last year in a big way. Very very frustrating indeed and uh, Jose Theodore has been a very nice <laughs> he's been a very nice piece for this team this year Jose Theodore, the addition of Jose Theodore officially 8-7 and on the year, goes against average 2.66 in fact he's almost identical to, Nick, to Nicholas Backstrom Nicholas Backstrom getting bit by the injury bug a bit this year uh, Anton Kudobin started tonight folks started in that, he had a couple, he had one start earlier in the year struggled a bit, but tonight gets the shutout against the Vancouver Canucks a very exciting game for the Wild a 4-0 victory for the Minnesota Wild tonight at home in the Xcel Energy Center 4 to 0 Anton Hulobin with a shutout he has really uh, <laughs> he's a lot of people say he's too small to be successful at the goalie position in the National Hockey League but <laughs> he's he yeah, he he has his moments and we'll take it Anton kubot Hudoman has his moments and we will absolutely take it. So yeah, in general, just the wild. You gotta like the stronger play, uh, but at the same time there are some there's some issues with this team as well. Certain players that's gonna be that are very frustrating. Uh, Pierre Bark Bichard though did return. From his concussion situation, he has now played 21 games. He has 10 points in those games. Started out very strong with a goal in his first game, an assist in his next game. He started getting a point almost every game. But for the last couple, several weeks here, or last two or three weeks, we'll say, he's been uh, he's been pretty quiet, has been Pierre-Marc Bouchard. That's unfortunate. Chuck Kobasu occasionally has, has a little streak. He had two or three goals a week ago. Other than that, most of the year, very ineffective. In general, those are kind of pieces we got to look at here. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan. Well, the previous show was like, oh, O'Sullivan returns. I can't believe it. Well, Patrick O'Sullivan put on waivers just yesterday. Patrick O'Sullivan put on waivers. Unbelievable. They're already pretty much had enough of him. He only had twenty. He only had seven points in twenty-one games, and uh, that's unfortunate. It was nice to see O'Sullivan back, but certainly not the player a lot of people expected him to be coming into the National Hockey League via the draft. And uh, wow, it has been a it has been a frustration. Merrick Zidlicky also suffering what appears to be a season-ending injury. Unfortunately, Merrick Zidlicky. Yeah. Man, oh man, oh man. We're what could be a season-ending injury. Excuse me, uh, he's done the injury <laughs> reserve as of now with a shoulder injury it could be officially they said it could be out at least two weeks but it's looking more like the whole season and that is very unfortunate considering how well Merrick zidlicky was playing uh this guy when i hear somebody when i hear people say they don't like him i'm kind of surprised i'm like really you don't like mary zidlicky really really how what's there to not like about mary zidlicky he might not be the best defensive defenseman, but I mean, he is about as good as a, of an offensive defenseman as you're going to get, and he's fairly reasonable. It's not like it's ten million dollars a year for him or something. Um, very, very, very sad to see him go out with injury. Indeed, that is definitely frustrating. Um, that is quite a shame. Merrick Zidlicky about shocks at the end of December there, December the thirtieth suffering that injury. Another injury, of course, a while ago, Guillermo not He is still out for a while, unfortunately, but it looks like he may be returning to contact in the next few weeks, finally. We'll see how that goes <laughs> with Guillermo not Andres. It's like a lot of people saw him as he's probably going to be a disappointment this year. You know, the few games he played in, the only in the eight games, he was actually not bad, really, considering he really wasn't all that bad at all. Ultimately, the Wild have had a lot of shuffling up and down with their young defenseman Clayton Stoner, Marco Marcos Scandella, Casey Willman. It's just been all over the place. Guys going up and down. Cam Barker. Oh, this is a, a concern. I was going to get to a minute ago. Cam Barker. Boy, this could be the. This is definitely a blemish on Chuck Fletcher's record so far. Who's been he's been excellent, I think, thus far. Chuck Fletcher. A chance to be, you know, he might become one of the better uh, GMs in the NHL. But Cam Barker, mm mm That's a trade that just did not work out. He is a low-energy player. He doesn't really seem to, he doesn't really seem to belong here. He just doesn't seem to belong here at all. Uh, a lot of people would tell you his numbers were, <laughs> and, I, and I'd agree with them, his numbers were bloated because of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks power play was so good. I mean, they went on and won the Stanley Cup last year. Ken Barker has been all, all but nothing here for the Minnesota Wilds since, since coming here. He officially 5 points in 35 games, and, and yes, as mentioned, scratched multiple times. And you give up your top prospect on the defense defenseman position in Nick Letty. That's frustrating. It really is. And of course, you also get get rid of uh, him, Jansen, who you had no intention of resigning anyway, but at least was a piece if you wanted to make some type of a run to the postseason. Maybe I did when I won a Stanley Cup with those Blackhawks. Cam Barker rotting right now at the end of the wild uh, <laughs> defenseman corps right now. It's been a wild blue line, we'll say. it be more, you know, get the terminology right a little bit. Oh, man, oh man. Cam Barker. I just mm, not been happy with Cam Barker at all. Definitely an ugly trade. Um, <laughs> Doug Risebrow trade of uh, Patrick O'Sullivan for as <laughs> I used to pitch about that all the time for uh, Pavel Dimitra and that first round pick now the question is what what, what was the first round pick <laughs> I haven't done enough research to check that out but <laughs> other than that Patrick O'Sullivan certainly not apparently we didn't miss out on much in, in the end he had one good year with the uh, Los Angeles Kings a 50 point season but really ever since then Patrick O'Sullivan has not really been much out there. He's not really been much better than the the typical picks by Doug Riserow that didn't really do much. You know, the (laughs) There have been a lot of those, the James Shepherds and such. Uh, Colin Yillies is doing a whole lot of nothing in in Houston still to this day. That's getting very frustrating. Yes, it is. It has definitely been a frustration right there. and in the and in the NHL, these draft picks, you know, some work and some don't. You get the sixth round picks that turn out to be Andrew Brunette, and you have the first round picks that end up being James Shepard. It's just, uh, or or AJ Thielen, fourth overall pick by the by Doug Risebro back in '04, never played a game in the National Hockey League, not one game, and he barely even made it on the Houston Aeros roster. That's how big of a bust he was. Mm-mm-mm. So it's just another one of those things. These prospects really bounce around, it is just, it's, it's hit or miss of some of these guys, unless you're in the top 10, and the Wild are never, never seemingly in the top 10, they never seemingly are, and that's a frustration there as well, you either want to, we're kind of stuck in that magical area, we're kind of stuck in that magical area, we're like, where we're sort of close to the playoffs, but not in them, and... It's really, it's really a purgatory for a team like this, like this club, and here in Minnesota, where we want to have a winning hockey team. We have a nice hockey tradition here, and uh, man, they're a solid team with a winning record. Shucks, they're four games over 500, but we're sitting here in the in the same position as last year, just maybe a little bit better. But we're talking baby steps that are so small you barely even notice them. They're just. <laughs> It's so small, it really is. We're the tenth seed right now with 49 points in 45 games. Of course, official record 22 and 18. Uh, this team cannot score goals either. We have 113 goals on the year, and that's after a four-to-nothing victory. Yeah, we're, we're the best. We're second best in the division with 127 goals against. But man, oh man, we're one of the worst in the league scoring goals. We're in fact the third, no, fourth worst team. <laughs> in the NHL, officially, in goals for and that is very, very frustrating, funny how New Jersey only has 85 goals for for the entire season, and Jacques Lemaire took over, hmm, (laughs) I have no idea what happened over there, by the way, I have no idea, just to throw in a side note there, but uh, the good news is the Wild, a lot closer to the postseason, officially, than last year, that's the good news, where the eighth, the bottom of the conference, the bottom of the postseason part of the conference isn't quite as uh, tough to keep up with as last year. I mean, last year, you could kind of tell right about, maybe by the start of February, this Wild Club was going to have a hard time making the postseason, regardless if they were only six, seven points out. It's like that six or seven is almost impossible to make up. And uh, the Wild still, five, uh, through the Wild are three points out right now. Anaheim Ducks and the Colorado Avalanche with 52 points apiece. The Wild with 49. Unfortunately, though, L.A. also has 49. San Jose is 49. St. Louis is 48. I mean, the, you still have pretty much a logjam all the way down to the 14-seeded Calgary Flames. That is correct. You know, there's only one team that's completely out of it, pretty much, and that'd be the Edmonton Oilers with 35 points. Postseason still on the horizon for this club, and yeah, as I mentioned, the good news is, the road record has really been outstanding, I mean, 11-7 and seven, why not win some home games, I mean, remember when the Wild were a dominant home team if they could be <laughs> the Wild are 500 at home, 11-11 and 11. I mean, that is unbelievable it's just one of those things, this club needs <laughs> needs to improve on their home record, it has just been devastating this year losing a home game to Edmonton, losing to Calgary at home, losing to Colorado. The Wild cannot beat Dallas for their lives, regardless if the Stars are good or they suck. I mean, the Stars missed the postseason last year. The Wild got annihilated by the Stars every single time they played them. That, definitely a frustration. Indeed. (laughs) Absolutely a frustration. The good news is when you talk about the, the Wilds' Favorable road record they had on the road this week. I mean, it's a four-game road trip officially to end the uh, the month of January. And they come home to play the LA Kings on February 1st. Wild travel to Edmonton on the 18th. That again being tomorrow. 19th, head to Calgary. That'll be fun. And then Saturday, the 22nd, we head to San Jose. And then to Chicago on the 25th. Next Tuesday, the four-game road trip. Hopefully the Wild can come out of there. With at least a five hundred record, if not a three and one record somehow down the line there. That would be very much appreciated indeed. If they could. I gotta think the Wild the Wild need to win both in Edmonton and Calgary. Right now, at this point in time, they're inferior teams, and again with the Wild's favorable road record. Well, take care of take care, take care of business. I mean, this is how you make the postseason is you win games in Calgary and Edmonton. Major, major test for the Wild right here and now major test indeed calgary's home record is pretty is fairly favorable edmonton not much to brag about but unfortunately they beat the wild earlier this year at at the xl energy center and uh it's games like that that keep you out of the postseason i mean you gotta win games like that if you want to have any chance to make it when you're just three points out well talking about the postseason is not is not all that crazy it's just not there's no reason to think that this team, despite the fact they lack a true superstar, that they can't make it to the postseason. I mean, Havlet and Koivu have had a very good year. Unfortunately, neither one of them making the All-Star team, believe it or not. But uh, Brent Burns will be going to the All-Star game this year. And uh, very, very, very much deserving. He has really, really risen to the occasion. And of course, with the more offensive-minded Todd Richards at the helm, i got to think, a guy like Brent Burns can... Uh, <laughs> can be an all-star in this league. I mean, there's no reason to believe that Brent Burns can't be an all-star. No reason at all. He has been playing some really strong hockey, and uh, it's nice to see him fully recovered from the multiple concussions. It really is a good thing to see a full recovery from that once and for all, not only physically, but mentally. I mean, you have to mentally recover from something like that, especially to play in, in a game like the NHL. It's just a, it's an amazing thing. So with that, we are gonna start a new little bit here for Brave the Wild to try to, you know, to try to make things a little bit more fun and to also bring back the Minnesota North Stars, the Minnesota North Stars memories, Minnesota North Stars tradition to the Brave to Brave the Wild. It's like I figure, why not? Why would you not want to talk about the North Stars a teeny tiny bit on each Brave the Wild show? I mean, <laughs> it's the they're really the real Minnesota Wild, you could say. So a quick little pop quiz. How many division championships did the Minnesota North Stars win from 1967 to 1993 when they unfortunately moved to Dallas? The North Stars won two division championships in their history. Yep, unfortunately that's it. But those years were 1981-82 and 1983-84. And of course, unfortunately, 81-82 was the year after the North Stars went to the conference finals. (laughs) But they could not follow up that type of run. Or Stanley Cup Finals, I should say. But the North Stars could not follow up that run despite their stronger finish the following season. So that is your North Stars fact for this show, episode number 46. We're going to take a quick break and we are going to check out the Houston Arrows right after this. Back here on episode number 46 of Brave the Wild, which is a reminder for iPod users, and of course, our Microsoft Zune and other MP3 players that you might be listening to out there. Hey, I should do a poll one of these days, just for fun, maybe on the sports stuff.com asking uh, what MP3 player do you use—the you know—to listen to Brave the Wild, the iPod, Microsoft Zune, or some other so or other. I ought to do that just for fun. Maybe those of you out there see what you guys listen to out there, just for the hell of it. Um, So now the Houston Arrows, of course, the Minnesota Wilds uh, affiliate for their farm system to see how their prospects develop. Marco Scandella, of course, up and down. He's on the NHL roster now. is in play improved as the year progressed, of course, looked on as one of the top Canadian defensemen out there, according to that whole World Championships and Olympics and stuff. But uh, other guys on this roster, still not all too exciting, though. I'm looking, <laughs> there's one guy who has emerged of late that's, uh, that's, that's good news. It's good news for the Wild. I mean, they need some good news. And they're still very bare uh, cupboards over here. Um, Colton Gillies, though, only 12 points in 35 games, continuing to struggle, continuing to have a hard time finding his niche in the AHL, much less the NHL. As you remember, Colton Gill's last year was pretty much invisible for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, guys like Casey Wellman, Nate Prosser, uh, yeah, they're okay players, but are they really long-term fits in the NHL? I don't think so. But there's one guy who has quietly emerged, and no, it's not Robbie Earle or Maxim Noro. And yes, Robbie Earl is leading the Houston Aeros in scoring, and yes, he's a solid NHL player who probably deserves to be on an NHL roster, but only on the fourth line. He's just hes a quirky guy who gets it done, though his improvement is evident. I mean, he's definitely I think he deserves to be in the NHL, though unfortunately for him right now, he's not in the NHL. Um, He is a nice player more so than some people may believe. But again, not a long-term prospect type of guy, but but he is that gutty fourth-line guy who will get you some goals. He will get it done. And, uh, hey, He's doing a good job in Houston, that's for sure. I've liked what uh, he does on the NHL level, though. You don't really even get to see these guys play much. But Cody Almond, that's right. Cody Almond has uh, has emerged a bit. Remember last year he had a very late start to the season with an with an injury. He missed about six weeks coming in. It definitely slowed down his progress last year. Didn't get a chance to even try to make the NHL roster. In fact, he had to just go rot in the. the <laughs> He had to rot on the injury list for a while. Injury reserve, excuse me. And then came back with Houston and was virtually a non-factor until of late. Now remember, he was called up for a very short stint early in the season, only to be sent down after a game or two. Uh, But Cody Ullman right now, emerging of late. 11 goals, 12 assists in 43 games, good for 23 points. And he's... uh, Probably the best player on this over, probably the best overall player on this roster. I gotta think on the current roster of the Houston Aeros, that's encouraging. It it really is. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan did clear waivers. He is now on the Houston Aeros and he has two goals in two games. So congratulations to him there. <laughs> we'll see how Patrick O'Sullivan if he can emerge again at some point here. I have no idea what's really going to happen. Tyler Kuma, Mm-mm-mm. Tyler Kuma. I mean, you think that. Colton Yillies is struggling. Tyler Kuma in only 20, 21 games has only three points. He was the guy, of course, taken the year after Colin Yillies He was the first. He was the last first round pick by uh, Doug Risebrow. We're just gonna have to see how this guy emerges. Uh, I have no idea what's gonna happen. We'll see. Tyler Kuma of late, though a non factor, though of course so early in his career, it's really hard to judge. We're just gonna have to wait and see how that goes. Peter Kalis still, still lurking out there, but not again. Not much of a factor. He'll score some goals, but he just rarely is able to set anybody up. Rarely able to get assists. He just seems like a selfish player. What Peter Kalis, and at the same and, and 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 he's out of control. Turns the puck over way too much for anybody's liking, and uh, that pretty much spells out Peter Kalis. Pretty much does. Anton Hudobin. And his short stints in the NHL has been very good. He really has. And in the AHL, he's also been fairly solid, along with Matt Hackett, of course, the nephew of Jeff Hackett, former Chicago Blackhawk, among other teams. Uh, Matt Hackett already on the AHL roster, which has been nice this year. And he has played fairly solid. Fairly solid, 500 record, and a goals against average about 2.5, save percentage about 91%. Virtually identical to Anton Hudobin. Who just has a better win-loss record? That's about the difference between those two guys. Um, Houston Aeros not the greatest team, that's for sure. And hey, when you don't have many prospects on your roster, they're not going to really amount to much. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. It just it is what it is. It's pretty much the situation with the Wild right now and their farm system. Nothing horrible, but nothing spectacular. Though it is nice to see you. Matt Hackett actually playing fairly fairly decent because the Wild do need more prospects at that goalie position, and uh, that was Doug Rise, excuse me, Chuck Fletcher's first goalie taken in his since he's been the general manager of the Wild was Matt Hackett in the previous draft, not this last June but the June before that, and it's been uh hey he's he's quietly emerging though of course the goalie position takes longer than anything it does it took uh, shucks. Took Josh Harding at least four years to make it to the NHL, and he never really became a full-time starter. And unfortunately, as we all know, out for the season this year, and uh, no idea what his future holds. No idea. He'll probably well. He'll very unlikely be back on this team. Maybe Matt Hackett or Anton Hudobin emerges. We will see how that turns out. Other than that, though, the Wild is very close to the postseason, but again, continuing to parallel with those teams ahead of them, continuing to lose when Anaheim loses and win when Anaheim win or Anaheim wins when the Wild win. Same with Los Angeles, Colorado, all these other teams. San Jose, you, you got to think San Jose is better than the 11th seed. I mean, you just know it when you look at that. Columbus, Calgary, Edmonton, I have no idea. St. Louis, I don't know either. Don't think, I, I kind of think they are what they are. But um, LA, Anaheim, all those teams, San Jose, the Wild, are going to have to just flat out prove that they're better. And uh, so far... The evidence does not necessarily prove that, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much again where things stand with the Wild, constantly paralleling with other teams, and that's where the frustration comes in. That is where the frustration comes in. And, um, and That's what happens when you lack a when you lack a star player on your roster. It's nice to have a little depth while have more depth this year that's been the strength not only at uh, the forward position not only at defenseman but at the goalie position very much so in uh, two goalies who are pretty much identical right now jose theodore and nicholas backstrom you really don't lose anything with either one of them you really don't maybe on the shootout theodore is a little bit better that's about the difference between those two in that sense um uh, and the Wild, well, in the shootout, they haven't been all too spectacular this year, and quite frankly, they rarely have been. <laughs> That's, again, the unfortunate part. It's all, I mean, this road trip is, again, another nice test. The Wild need to go out there and take care of business in Edmonton and Calgary. So, uh, again, I apologize that it's been a long time since the previous show. We are going to try to get back sooner rather than later so I can have more detailed game reviews, and uh, hopefully the schedule allows that. If not, we'll be back... Uh, hopefully fairly soon hopefully maybe by the end of the month or within two weeks or so or maybe at some point in February maybe early, maybe late we'll see how it goes, but those of you out there, again thank you for keeping up with this show I do appreciate it very much trying my best to give you a good product and also a show that's heck worth listening to and you're not listening to some robotic voice saying, the wild are doing good, you know stuff like that Um, i would also give you as honest opinions as I can along the way. So right now, if I were a betting man, this team does not make the postseason because they just haven't proven otherwise. They haven't proven it. They'll win three games. They'll lose two. They'll win two. They'll lose three. So sooner or later, you got to have a consistent, sustained, strong level of hockey. you got to win 7 out of 10. Then you got to win 9 out of 13. The Wild have not been that kind of club for quite a while now. Not since their division championship season. And even that year, they looked awfully weak most of the time (laughs) in big games. In any type of game they had to win, like Detroit or something, if they wanted to really make a push, the Wild would get beat. And, uh, well, we'll just see how that goes. So, hopefully sooner than later, Brave the Wild will return for episode number 47. And, uh, no, we're not going anywhere. So those of you out there that want us to go away, sorry, we ain't going away. (laughs) So, with that, we're going to Move on to the contact details. Brave the Wild, again, available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We would like you to join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. In the upper right-hand corner, simply click TSS Boards, then click on Register. You can talk hockey, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, video games, politics, uh, God knows what else, bowling. (laughs) Not bowling. Well, yeah, yeah, probably bowling too. (laughs) Who knows what else on those message boards. They look really nice fun people to talk to on there. Do give it a check. Chris Porter is also a really nice hockey fan on there. You could probably talk to him. I'm sure he'd be a nice guy for you to meet and talk about the NHL. He is a very knowledgeable hockey fan out there. So that's a shout-out to him. He's also hosted NHL East to West at one point in time, but his schedule got in the way. Luckily, mine isn't quite as bad, so I'm able to do this show sometimes. (laughs) Also though there's a call in line, there is a call in line 209-736-7877 209-736-7877. Mention it. you're calling it for Brave the Wild. Make a statement. Talk about Martin Havlat. Talk about Chuck Fletcher. Talk about the direction of the team. Todd Richards again, his job was in Je- was was possibly in jeopardy earlier in the year. Now it's been a lot quieter. Didn't really talk about him as much on this show as I would have liked. But uh We'll probably do it more on episode number 47. Uh, my personal belief is that Todd Richards is going to be on this team at least until the start of next season. We'll see how it goes from there. Little, it would be a little too early to make that kind of a move, especially with the, you can notice the small baby step improvement with that. But, uh, yeah. That's the idea. Do call in, make some comments. I'd enjoy it. Maybe you like the intro. In fact, I think it's the best intro I have out of the three sh- three podcasts I do. I think this show has the best intro. I don't think there's any doubt about it. The the Airman theme from Mega Man Two. Yeah, do enjoy that. So again, thank you always for downloading and listening to Brave the Wild. We will be back hopefully sooner than later. Take care, everybody. <laughs>